Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasy team. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. What is up, GCF fam? It is your boy, Sean, here, and we are back with another live edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The boys are back. Toxic boys after hours. Toxic after hours. Mike is live with me in the GCF studios. Uh, Mike, the band is back together now for two weeks in a row. How you feeling? Sean, I'm feeling fucking great. I just have one question for you. Are you ready? Always. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what that was is Pedro that? Martinez the other yeah, day. Listen, Pedro, That's another thing I said to Eric, bro. <laughs> Good Pedro. Eric, he wants a he wants a fucking uh, cameo on the podcast, I heard. Yeah, he's gonna have to fucking earn that piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, Pedro, I can't even hate on him because the day he said the Yankees were his daddy was like one of the top five days <laughs> of my life. So like whatever he wants to. I, I had to throw a little I had to throw a little shade to you after last week. Uh it's, Matt's comment, but it's all right, dude. Maybe next time I'll throw in Frank the Tank. You know Frank the Tank from Barstool with uh him shit like crying about the Mets? Yeah, the autistic dude, yeah. Dude, it's so bad. He so the guy uh what's his name? The guy that made our um Nick, he produces his podcast. Yep, yep. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. Nick, we shout got out Nick. Shout out our boy Nick's, Nick. Nick's the man for that. Intro. Yep. Um, Nick, I think Nick B. Nick Bono tweets on Twitter. You can fucking uh, check him out. But listen, that's not what you motherfuckers are here for. You're here for the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. Real quick, Mike. I figured I'd shout out our Patreons. A couple of our top Patreons. Um, as always, you guys know, before we get into it, I got to give you the Patreon spiel. Listen, Mike, the season's halfway over, bro, which is fucking insane to think about. But you still have time to sign up on Patreon, Grand Central Fantasy, um, on Twitter, Grand Central Fan, in our bio. We do have the Patreon. You can either hit the tip button, which you can tip us on Patreon, tip us on Venmo. Um, but if you click the tip button, it takes you to Patreon where you can sign up or the link is in our bio. Or if you don't fuck with the Twitter, you can go to patreon.com backslash Grand Central Fantasy on Patreon. There we are as low as $5 a month. You want it for the playoff run. These guys that fucking always are asking us questions, our number one supporters, our guys Friday, Jake, Jerry, the fucking God, um, Matt, Dev, Mo, Tim, Jacob. Shout out Jacob for winning the fucking uh, Survivor Pool and not telling anybody. Um, <laughs> KP, Joey, Joey, my best friend, Joey Gregoria. I literally messaged this guy more than my fucking wife. Um, Sterling, Dozer, and uh, Jared. Jared uh, Bablis, Mr. Met himself. Fucking That guy lives in Utah and he's a Met fan. How's that work? Oh, um, I love it. Sign up for Patreon. Uh, you know the fucking vibes, Mike. If you don't have anything to add, we gotta jump right in. Last week we had the um we had the fucking trade specific pod, which you could still go back and listen to. That's still pretty relevant. Um, Mike, our, our new producer extraordinaire, Mikey Rock, figured out how to do clips of the podcast so you can go to our Twitter at Grant Central Fan and listen to some of that. But uh Mike, if you don't have anything to add, let's get respect on, baby. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, I got nothing to say. That was beautifully said, Sean. Um, I'm just going to kick it off right now with America's favorite fucking segment. Put some respect on his name. And first, we're going to go with a duo, Sean, and that's the Panthers running backs. First things first, man. Put some respect on Chuba Hubbard's name, Sean. Chuba. Chuba. And Deontay Foreman's name. White Lightning Who? These two fucking backs combined for 220 total yards in the, in the fucking upset of the season against the Buccaneers. 
Fucking love it. Tom Brady, go to hell. Uh, with CMC traded, you know, um, the Panthers still stuck with the game plan of running the football. Um, and against the Bucks run defense, no one saw this shit coming, Sean. I didn't see it coming. I did a I do a pick 'em league at my job. Everybody picked the fucking uh, you know, Buccaneers. No one picked the Panthers, obviously. I'm just stunned. It's it just feels good to see when players are fucking giving it to Tom Brady. Um, I just want to say real quick, you know, both of these guys were on my waiver wire. I think Deontay Foreman is the back to own. We're going to talk to Sean about that soon. Um, I want to see your thoughts on that, but you know, first things first, put some fucking respect on those dudes' names. Next, we got Gus Edwards. That's right. Gus, the motherfucking bus speeding through fucking school, do- school zones, <laughs> mowing down uh, it looks like children at bus stops, uh, but no, it's really just defenders. He's, right. uh, you know, running as reckless as possible. I fucking love it. I'm fucking hyped for Gus Bus, and I'm just in shock, Sean, because, you know, this guy, you know, first game back from injury, and they just throw him out there, and he's, you know, a fucking boss. Um, GCF, shout out to GCF. Put some respect on GCF's name because we told you, uh, before the season, they draft him, stash him, and look what he's done. First game back, um, he's the lead back. He's crushing it. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but my guy's getting the three Ps, paper, pussy, and points. That's right, yeah. 18 fantasy fucking points to be exact. Put some respect on Gustavo's name. Next, Juju Smith-Schuster. Sean, we need to get the GCF TikTok going back, brother, all right? You got to get that shit back up in honor of your favorite wide receiver, Juju. He's and, back. Yo, Sean, let's stop the negativity around the guy. All right. Just because he like dances to Taylor Swift's new album, like Juju back, Juju on the you, beat. All right. You do too. So that's fine. Uh, Juju caught uh, over 113 yards and a touchdown for two weeks in a row and snatched his season high seven catches. He had that beautiful back shoulder grab. He got screwed by a bad call by the referees. He would have had another touchdown. He generated a perfect 158.3 passer rating for Patrick Mahomes. And Sean, what is Juju always chemistry with Patrick Mahomes to? Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. I Smith, heard you that. saw that? I'm he sure. feels yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. Battle Royale video game allowed Mahomes and Kelsey and MVS to work on their communication. He likened it to being in an NFL game, and he felt that it had a tangible impact on week seven. Sean, you can't make it up, bro. The haters are fuming. You're one of the haters. Spell yeah. his name out. Juju, baby. Put some respect on the number nine wide receiver's name since week three. Next. DeAndre Hopkins and all these people taking respect off a of Hopkins name all offseason because the guy juiced. Give me a fucking break. Put some respect on his name for realizing his body was fucking breaking down. Nothing. Fuck being a role model for the kids, Sean. All right. Fuck that shit. He did what he had to do and he looked fresher than a fucking cucumber. 10 catches, 100 plus yards, first game back. No Hollywood, no fucking problem. I told everybody before the season on this very fucking podcast. He's the wide receiver to have in Arizona. Coincidence, best offensive game they've had all season? I think not. Put some respect on Nuck's name. Last but not least, we're putting a fucking defense on the on on the respect column. This Sean, is a new one. This if is you a new had one. your noise thing working, um, oh, yes, it we would go no, off right no, now. I, I feel I hear you like pausing. And, like, yeah, I'm like waiting. I'm like, okay, no, it's not coming. Fuck. All right. I'm doing a, I think I'm doing a shitty job here. No, Cowboys defense, the first defense on the respect column, and it's overdue, Sean. Uh, it's not the running game or Dak that's winning games for uh, Dallas. It's the fucking shutdown defense. The defense, they did not allow a touchdown to the Lions offense. That came in averaging 28 points a game. Two picks, three fumble recoveries, five sacks. How about them fucking Cowboys? The number one defense of fantasy football, allowing the second fewest points per game as well. Michael Parsons on his way to a defensive player of the year. Cowboys defense is elite, a word that Sean does not like to use for defenses in the NFL anymore, but put some no. fucking respect on their name. Uh, let's go baby let's go listen i love the deandre hopkins pick i mean juju is two good weeks fucking week uh, nine since uh um number nine wide receiver since week three sean just saying 
Just saying. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. I, okay. I'm not fucking sold on that just yet. I mean, it okay. would make sense because we see that, uh, you know, Mahomes has finally settled in and picked a fucking uh, wide receiver he could go to. I mean, we know Sky Moore is the biggest fucking rookie bust of all time. Mm. And yes, I mean, what did he really do last game? I don't have his stats in front of me, but it's not like he tore, let the world on fire, did he? No, but I mean, MVS, I believe, had over 100 yards. He finally had a relative game because Mahomes was hitting him deep. But it's just your typical one MVS good game of the season. So, Mike, not to cut you off, there is only – I have four words for you. Pa- you know, Panthers running backs, great. It's cute. Chuba Hubbard. It's Chuba, actually. Like, who cares? I'm mm-hmm. sure it's, you know, it's linked to some cultural thing that Maybe I'm an asshole for for not fucking pronouncing it right. Yeah. Cowboys defense, that's cute. Uh, Nuck, he's the man. I don't know if you know that's his nickname, Nuck, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Never heard of him. I got four words for, for you, okay? Are you ready? No. Gus motherfucking bus. Our boy is back. Our fucking son. We have a lot of sons here at GCF. Gus Buzz. It so I was pissed because a lot of people, especially our Patreon, I felt Patreons, I felt bad. They were like, yo, like, is Gus Buzz gonna get a lot of fucking play um over Drake? I'm like, listen, Drake's the lead back. Like, I mean, Gus is gonna get some run, but I don't know. And they ended up resting him in the back half of the game a little bit, but like Gus got the touchdowns, like Drake got some goal line carries, just didn't do shit with them. And then once they put in Edwards, you could tell he was just fucking, he looked fresh. Yep. They, they got to baby him, but dude, if Gus Edwards is available in one of my leagues, I'm going so fucking hard for him on the free agent waiver wire. If I have the number one, priority i'm using it if i have fab i'm spending anywhere from 25 to 30 dollars on it like this is a game changer this guy's a league winner especially because fucking jk dobbins is out which we'll get to sooner than you think like real quick before we get into respect off what are you thinking about gus edwards rest of the season oh i mean he's a top priority he might be the Ravens running back to own for the rest of the season. I don't want to get too far into it because we're going to be bringing up some Ravens running backs later on in the podcast, but he's definitely a guy. He's the top waiver wire priority right now. You, I'm sure a lot of people, I don't have it in front of me how many, how many leagues he's owned in right now, but um, I'm going to guess, you know, before this week, like 30% or something, because people have been stashing them. They know what the Ravens offense, they like to run the ball. Gus Edwards has been productive ever since he's been in the league, ever since he's put that Ravens jersey on. He's had over 700 rushing yards first couple seasons. He gets goal line carries. And look, he scored twice this week. Two touchdowns. Yep. It's just crazy that, man, that some of these running backs, they come back from these ACL injuries, and they just, they just fucking throw them out there into the fire and you know 16 carries that's insane man uh you know after him being held out all these weeks and and uh i don't know i'm just i i feel bad as well that we didn't lead people down this path of gus edwards this past week telling him to start him in your lineups we were going to get to that eventually but we just needed him to get on the field and get his reps first but but baltimore was like fuck that bro like this is our guy right now (laughs) Listen, if I had to do it again, I'd tell people the same thing just because it's a standard it's philosophy. A smart, like, yeah, it's a smart. Uh, the, these guys aren't fucking like it all happened so quick. Like Dobbins was out on Friday. Oh, he has surgery. Oh, shit. And then it's like fucking. All right. Now, Gus is active. It's like, oh, OK, like, let's fucking go. Like, it's Drake season. But, you know, I could use a little Gus bus in my life. And it's like, oh, no, actually, Gus bus is going to fucking like take the lead uh, carries. It's like, what? And like, we heard that like in the game, basically. So it was like, there's nothing we could have done. I mean, unless you're in a crazy deep league, obviously, you know, you, you try to go for that shit. But, um, you know, at this point, Gus Edwards all the fucking way, Gus to the moon, um, go get him if he can. He's going to be a top. I mean, we'll see with Mike's rankings, um, but it, it really is. He's going to be a top 15 play at least for most of the year for the rest of the season. Um, all right, Mike, as you know, listen, we're all about balance here on the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. And now it is time to take respect off motherfuckers names first off we have your son mike mike he's back in the fucking basement clyde edwards hilaire last three weeks mike in full ppr leagues six and a half points 3.3 points then last week he was fucking benched and he puts up 9.2 points now this is a guy listen this is why you cannot 
trust Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They they're going in the bye week. We don't know what's happening. He's still getting the play. He's still doing his thing, but he's not starting. My boy Isaiah Pacheco, who I'm pretty sure went to Rutgers and sucked, drafted him in like the sixth round. Andy Reid's got a boner for him. He started, didn't really do much, but the Niners defensive line is pretty strong. You know, keep an eye on that, but we got to take respect off Clyde Edwards' name. This was looking like this was going to be the year where we could really count on him. We told you not to draft him in, Mike, I think he was going in, what, the third or fourth round? Maybe fourth round? I don't know, man. It's not good. Yeah, something around there, but, you know, this is what happens, man. This is what happens when you listen to Mike instead of me. You end up fucking losing. Next up, we have Bryce uh, Brees Hall's knee, bro. Torn ACL. All I got to say is RIP King. He'll be back next year. He'll be a second round pick in all your redraft leagues for sure. Um, but this is a guy who is like, oh, fuck, man. We'll be getting to his replacement in a minute. But as a Jets fan, Mike, I, I think uh, either next season or maybe this later this year when we get bored, we have to do like a Jets corner of this podcast. Maybe mm. do like 10 minutes on the Jets. And if we did it this week, it could just be us like holding each other crying about yeah, mourning torn ACL. Yeah. RIP. This is the biggest tragedy to ever happen. Uh, Brees Hall's knee. Um, next up, we take in respect of JK Dobbins knee too. We got surgery, but this is respect of JK Dobbins as a whole enormous bust this year, uh, only 162 total yards and two total touchdowns. This is a guy we really thought was going to bounce back. Like Mike said, ACL tears are no joke. Um, you know, Gus Bus came back. He's looking a little fresher, but, you know, they really eased him in more than they did uh, J.K. Dobbins. So Dobbins, we're taking respect off his name. That's one where GCF was pretty high on him. He wasn't in our top 10, but he was definitely in the top 20, and he busted for sure. Next up, we have a surprise entry to the respect off name. Uh, Mikey Rock himself for not respecting my son, Josh Jacobs, since his 34 and a half full point PPR performance against Denver in week four, when Mike said to trade him, and I said it's just the beginning. He's had 30.3 points against Kansas City. They had the bye, and last week against Houston, I get it, but 36.5 points running back one. Go respect him. Do not respect Mikey Rock. But in the grand scheme of my uh, grand scheme of things, Mike, we re- will respect you because the last thing we are taking respect off is these click bait clown show fantasy experts quote unquote experts mm. in air quotes okay your boy mike your boy oh boy luke sawhook the fucking boy wonder <laughs> that josh larky sucks him off on twitter which josh larky will get to in a minute and again i, w- I want to go easy on these guys I didn't want to fucking do it. I, it was funny. I was talking to Friday, our Patreon member on uh, Sunday morning. I was messaging him and I was like, yo, I really just want to like go at these guys like bad, like tweet at them be like, you guys fucking suck. And he's like, nah, just like subtly do it. So I'll subtly do it on the podcast because we don't get as much traction as we do on Twitter here. But Mike, I know you saw his fucking CMC tweets. These people, these guys with thousands and thousands, I mean, we have 4,000 followers on Grand Central Fantasy. We'll be honest with you guys. We stopped trying to get followers. We're just focusing on the Patreon. We're trying to bring anybody we can under the tent, whether that's through the podcast or Twitter. We're just doing our thing. If people come along, great. If not, that's fine too. But these people with 15, 20, 30,000 followers are so fucking caught up in their head, caught up in their own ego that they think anybody truly gives a shit. This guy was talking about benching CMC, saying that his points range was in from three points to 18. Give me a fucking break. Like Mike said, why even send out the tweet at that point? What do you think you're proving? You're trying to be a contrarian so bad that you missed the fucking mark. And these guys, people pay for his advice. They pay for his fucking newsletter. The newsletter might be free, but he put out an, like a independent type of Patreon beforehand, before the season. And it like where you can ask him as many questions as you want or whatever. And th- this is the advice you're getting. I mean, give me a fucking break. I'm like, this is, a, this, this is a little bit of a surprise too. Um, have you seen your boy, Josh Larkey on the 33rd team? Um, have you seen his tweets uh, this, like this evening? Um, I, I might have. I don't know. I'm block my personal Twitter. I'm blocked already from him a long listen, time ago. <laughs> listen, listen. I'll just tell you guys this: while it, while you're listening to our podcast, we appreciate the support. You're a loyal listener. Obviously, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we got a couple of those lately. Thank you. Tur- I want you to turn up your headphones. 
you're listening to this on the radio, get a little closer, okay? While me and Mike are grinding out, answering you in the DMs, blogging, getting these fucking Patreon advice blogs off and everything we do, Josh Larkey, who has 15,000 followers on Twitter, and in between sucking off Sawhook and um, being a rape apologist for Brett Favre, (laughs) is asking people for a stand-up comedy mentor okay your man's gonna get into the stand-up comedy game okay maybe he can do a couple jokes about how uh you know far forced girls to jerk him off but it's terrible when deshaun watson does it but when his coworker does it it's all cool um he said he trade comedy stand-up comedy advice for for fantasy football advice what what are we doing here well, like, what are we doing here? Take respect off the whole fantasy football industry, except GCF. Toxic boys after dark are back. Sounds back next week. Mike, talk to me. What do you think? Well, it start. You start off terribly um, with my son Clyde oh, Edwards wow. Hilaire, um, and you know, you bringing up bringing up uh, traumatic, uh, you know, experience this Sunday watching my other son tear his knee in half um that hurt i didn't want to be reminded by that but that um tough. and then you know josh jacobs slander on me which i did i did i gave him respect on one of our pods a few weeks ago so you know i was thinking about putting him on here but he has been that good where he's retired from this segment in my eyes he's been that good clip that. and i clip that. yeah he's retired man he's you know he's he's there man he made it he finally made it you know he's really happy with me now and stuff so um good. Yeah, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, where, where is it? Twenty-seven percent of the snaps compared to McKinnon's forty-four. Pacheco thirty percent. That's terrible. Whatever. Brees Hall, very upsetting. You know, um, whatever it is what it is. Who's the other? You said uh, J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. Yes, that's uh, I, that's very disappointing. I have him in dynasty league. I don't know what the fuck we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Dobbins very shortly. Actually, again. We keep bringing up Dobbins name. I'm really trying to bite my tongue because we have to we're going to talk about him very seriously soon. Um, and then what was you, what was the other one? Were you listening? No, 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 no. I'm trying. I want to I want to talk about these scumbags so bad, but I want to make sure I that's touch where them. we're at. That's, that's where it. we're at. OK, that's, that's good. You hear me rushing through everybody because I want to talk about these douchebags. Luke Sawhook, the three to eight in my mind. In my mind, while I'm talking, you're just like chugging a beer and like hitting a vape pen, like on the other side of your basement. And you're like, "Yeah, dude, this was sick. Good job." No, actually, I was slamming. I'm slamming high noons right now. Hold on, let me take one more. High noon, you big high noon guy. I forgot. Anyway, uh, so high noon watermelon right now. Uh, yeah, but no, the three to eighteen <laughs> tweet, the three to eighteen points tweet. He has a low floor and a high ceiling, and that's always likely to play a low snap. Like, dude, shut the fuck up, bro. That was so embarrassing. And people were bashing him, dude, bashing him. I seen that. I'm like, how can he how can he send that out? Three to eighteen points. That's your advice. This is a b- big fantasy expert on Twitter that people are fucking blowing. Get out of here. Josh Larkey's tweets are the worst, bro. It's like, all right. He needs help. He needs like mental help. Everything that we tweet, like you know, we say funny shit sometimes or dumb shit, but it's always it always has to do with fantasy football at the end of the day. It has to do with football somewhat. Josh Larkey had a tweet about dating apps and talking. To, it was about like him talking to a girl and this and that. And she like unmatched him. Like, obviously, no one's going to match with this fucking dork. But like, why are you why are you telling people that? Like people follow you for fantasy advice. They don't follow you for your failed dating advice. No one wants to fucking hear that shit. Luke Sawhook, a tweet. Hear me out. Every morning, I set my alarm for 9 a.m. I wake up at 9, then always go back to bed until 9.20. Why not just set the alarm for 9.20? Because going back to sleep feels better. Agree or disagree? Dude, I wish I could wake up at fucking 9.20 every morning. Like, what are we doing here, man? This is what 20,000 people follow him for to hear about that? 20,000 people want to see you and your fucking roommates in college running through sprinklers. Like, what? I'm over it, dude. I I'm I over it. You, I saw you tweet that. See, I stay away from the main account oh, now because you know I'll, I'll get us deleted, yes. honestly. Like, if I really get going. Close. That's why I save it for the podcast because for now we can say this shit. But, yeah, man. It, all of it is just to say, listen, stick with us because we'll never bullshit you. We'll get 
you the advice you need to know. At the end of the day, we always keep our promises like, hey, do I still need to send out the Jamar Chase helmet that we gave away in week one? No way. Yes, I no do. No way. Go. Are you serious? It's going. It's Are going. you serious? I sent out it's, fucking it's, Jacob's thing, and he just went, wow. Did you really? Yeah, wow. I sent it to him so, Monday. I was uh, messaging him. We had a nice so con- We is, actually we had a very nice conversation, Jacob and I. I don't know if he listens so to the there, podcast, but Jacob. There is man. big news. I, do, I don't want to message Friday directly until he'll, he'll listen no, to the No, he asked Angela. me. I talked to him. He asked if you sent it out. I said, I'll talk to Sean. I think Did he was he really, doing no, it. No, he didn't. Did yeah, he? Like, like almost two weeks ago. I thought you sent <laughs> it out, bro. <laughs> a month ago. No, no, no. I didn't send it out. It, it has been. It is really big news. It made it from my office to my car, so it's in my car oh, sweet, at any bro. point when I get to the post so office. Someone's gonna, or someone's gonna rob you and take the fucking helmet. I do have locks on my car, so I think we'll be okay. <laughs> but either way, this week it is going out. The only way it's not going out is if I don't do it, and then I have to kick the can down the road to next week. There's, I would say, there's an eighty percent chance it's going in the mail this week. But Definitely the point is. G- GCF GCF keeps our promises no matter what, and we are the ones to follow. My apologies, so Friday. Next, next up, I'll, you know, if I you want me to drop it off at your house, then you can. Mail <laughs> you it. could do that, right? You could drive an hour to my house, but not to the post office. I kind of rather want to drive an hour and drop it off than like go to the post office. Do what you got to like, do, bro. I'll take care of it. It's. It's annoying to fucking mail out like a, something in a really box. Not, I don't, it's I don't know really it. not. It's actually really not. <laughs> you just bring it there, and yeah, that's basically basically <laughs> drop it off. We'll see, dude. We'll oh, we'll see how it goes. Slash, I'm keeping it for myself. Um, no, just kidding. Friday. All right, that's enough bullshitting. Listen, before we get into drop or stop, Mike, real quick, I want to touch on two quick <laughs> topics. <sighs> Jonathan Taylor. What's your level of concern there from one to ten? One to ten, my level of concern. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a five, Sean. Okay, right talk to me. Why? All right. Well, you know, he just came back this past week, obviously. 17 touches, you know, not on a snap count. He was in a rotation that was planned, obviously. And I'm not so much concerned about Taylor, you know getting re-injured, being off the field again. It's more of how they're going to utilize him compared to last season. I don't think I don't think they're going to push him for 30 plus touches every week anymore. Um yeah, cuz I think, you know, they seen maybe that might have taken a toll on his body and whatnot. Um that's why that that's why that's what I'm a little concerned about cuz we might not see those fantasy points that same production that we saw last year from the second half of the season when they just kept shoving the ball, you know, down defense's throat with him. Um, that's yeah. why I'm concerned a little bit, but on the plus side, I think it's kind of a good move that the Colts are making um, a change with the quarterback over the there. Quarterback. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. going to help also because while they want to limit Taylor's touches, they also need to kind of like balance it out knowing that they have a rookie quarterback who's probably not going to be that great. I think he's going to bring a different type of offense to Indianapolis as he's a lot, you know, he's not like a running quarterback, but he's a mobile quarterback, a lot more mobile than Matt Ryan. Um, But I I think they're going to have to lean lean on the rushing game as well, because that's how you take pressure off your rookie running back. So there's, I don't know, I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling good. That's why I put myself at a level of concern of five out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Five is perfect. I would say the same. I'll maybe say 5.5 out of 10 because Frank Reich is a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's getting fired. He he should be fired. He cannot get out of his own way. Run Jonathan Taylor into the fucking ground until his ACLs are fucking uh, uh, pulled pork. Okay? (laughs) Like, it does not matter. All right, run him into the ground while he's in his prime because that what are you saving him for? The playoffs? You're not even gonna make the playoffs. I think that's what the it is, though, Sean. Get, I think that's what it is. Dude, give me a break. The guy never gets hurt until this year. He didn't even miss a game in fucking college, mm. okay? And then we got 
this this is his been his rundown for the year so far. This is full point PPR. I'm just doing fantasy points now for people because the I'll just save you the math equation with yards and touchdowns. This is it. If you're not doing full point PPR, if you're doing half, whatever. But with Taylor, he doesn't really catch a lot of balls, so it is what it is. Twenty seven point five in week one, seven point three week two, twelve point one week three, three point three in Tennessee, and week four he gets hurt that game. It is what it is. Misses two games. Okay. Last week against Tennessee, 15.5 fantasy points. Listen, this is the first overall um, pick in your fantasy football leagues. Traditionally, it really doesn't line up what you who you draft first overall. It's rare that they're the best player. It's just how it is. That's kind of in any draft, really, when you think about it, real life, whether it's NBA, NFL, it's rare that the number one pick is the best, except for um, the kid from Duke right now in the NBA draft. He looks like the best one, but fucking shout out Duke, uh, Mike's favorite Mm -hmm. team, of course. Um, But listen, Jonathan Taylor, obviously this isn't a trade situation, but it's something to keep our eye on just because as a Jonathan Taylor owner for his whole career up until this year, I watched a lot of Colts football games and it really is a fucking disaster. The play calling they treated Carson Wentz like he was fucking um, prime Peyton Manning when they should have ran the ball with Jonathan Taylor and it just didn't work out. So we'll keep an eye on this. Mike, I I might want to talk about this a little more next week. I want to see how Taylor. Yeah, this does was his first game back, Washington. and they de- he had 17 touches, but they definitely definitely were limiting him. You know, coming back from injury and stuff. I just I just don't think we're gonna see. I think he's still gonna be a very solid running back. Obviously, RB one, but I don't think he, he's gonna be the RB one as he was last year. I don't think we're gonna see where he was getting over 30 touches, basically a game averaging that for the last eight weeks of the season or whatever. I don't think they're going to do that. I know they should, but I think they don't want to run him into the ground and they want to make sure he's there. That's That's like saying, Oh, you know, Derek Henry's not going to get his volume. Like these guys need that to be the elite fantasy players. You know what I'm saying? I I get that, but you think Frank Reich gives a fuck about your fantasy team? You know, like he should, No, but he should piece of shit, but he should give a fuck about his job. All right, and what and keeping well, that's his job why is he's fucking taking that Ryan out, which you know he he's desperate right now. He's fucking desperate. I mean, I guess you're right, but I don't know. Maybe it's coming from upstairs. The crackhead Jim Irsay is like, you know, dude. They're saying Jim Irsay ordered the change at quarterback. Well, I'm saying maybe Jim Irsay is telling him to like, you know, be careful with my franchise running back. I don't know. I don't know, man. I get it. Like you said, I think next week. We'll def- we definitely need to bring this back. I want to see what his volume's looking like next week, Taylor. They might lean on him a lot, like I said, because this is a rookie quarterback, his first game ever. Um, you know, you can't really expect with that being said, Sam, what how do you say his name? Ellinger? Yeah, Ellinger. Uh, with Ellinger's first game, you gotta expect all these Colts wide receivers who we've been like jerking off and stuff to lately. You gotta like give them a little bit of a decline. I'm not expecting um these guys, their targets to be where they've been with, you know, while Matt Ryan was on the field and stuff too. So we got to pump the brakes a little with Pittman, pump the brakes a little bit with Pierce. Um, yeah. Pump the brakes with everybody. Yes. I mean, and, and to get back to Jim Irsay, I don't think, you know, between lines of fucking Coke and, you know, shots off fucking, you know, strippers oh, he's fucking a crack or whatever. He's a crackhead. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's really looking up from, you know, the coke on the table and seeing anything besides quarterback throwing the ball down the field and being like that man needs to be changed. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Shout out Derrick Henry though real yes. quick. Um a guy that everybody said not draft and for the last and like said, 5 years. I I had him. Let me see who was it. I had Taylor Oh, I think I had him third overall again. Or who am I missing? Oh no, I had ooh, I had Najee Harris oh, as third overall wow. running back. That, that wow, blew up in my face. Fun. But I had Henry fourth. Um, and his his points for the season: week one, eight point two, then eight point five, and then it takes off twenty five point three, twenty three point seven, twenty seven point seven. By week last week sixteen point eight, and he gets Houston this week and Kansas City. Goddamn, what a great fucking matchup! And his playoff schedule is absolutely disgusting. Go out there and get Derrick Henry mm-hmm. if you can. All right, Mike, and real quick before we get in a drop or stop, James Robinson to the Jets. How do we feel? 
strictly from a fantasy perspective. We still have to deal with Michael Carter. Mike, I don't think we've seen the end of the last of Ty Johnson either. Um, what do you think about James Robinson, who when he was getting active run in the first three weeks, 19.9 fantasy points, 15.8 fantasy points, 20.6 fantasy points, and then the last three weeks, uh, four weeks, excuse me, 2.9, 5.9, 6.5, and actually zero points against Denver. Um, what is this? Oh, no, that's fucked up. Who did they play last week? Who did the Jaguars play? The Giants? Giants yeah. They have... Yeah, they have him. I, I don't think he did shit last week. No, though. he only had a couple carries. I think he had like three carries or he, he was non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Yep, one target, zero points. Yeah, so where where's your head out from a fantasy perspective about James Robinson? Because to me, in week eight, I'm not going crazy, but I think by week nine, maybe week 10, might be a different story. Yeah, he, the Jets definitely have some tough matchups coming up against the, you know, running attack, running defenses, um, you know, with the Bills, Patriots. Um, I think they have a couple of uh, um, West teams they have to play. Um, Vikings are there, whatever. But I, I like the move by the Jets. I like bringing James Robinson over. You know, we're not going to see those days last season, the last two seasons with James Robinson, you know, being one of these top running backs um, in fantasy for us. I see him more as like a low-end running back to flex play at running back because I think we're going to see a lot more of Michael Carter on the field now um, in passing situations, and James, as, yeah, we, as should. we should, and James Robinson's going to see a bulk of like first and second down situations on the field. So um, I think James Robinson's going to get his fair share of touches. I mean, he should get around, I think, probably around like, 13, 14, 15, 16 touches a game, or dare I say three to, to 18 touches a game. But um, come on, that's funny, Sean. Come on, dude. No laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. No, I get um, I Yeah, but you. no, um, I'm pretty happy about it. He's going to get those goal line carries. Hopefully, Zach Wilson can get the ball rolling for the Jets a little bit too. Um, I like it. I like the move for James Robinson. What I like probably even more is the move for Travis Etienne because it's straight up Travis Etienne season, bro. And like, you know, I hate oh, to be yeah. that guy because everyone's saying it on Twitter and everyone's saying it in the fantasy world, but like the ball's in your court, ETN, like, and I think he's going to fucking take over. I think ETN's going to be good. I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. I've watched him a little bit because, fun fact, in one league, the fun fact that everybody's going to care about, of course, my fantasy team. Um, in one league, I have both James Robinson and ETN. So I've been watching a lot of Jaguars on like Red Zone and shit. And, uh, Dude, ETN kind of plays like a fucking idiot sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like he'll sloppy. He, he has weird drops. Yeah. yeah, he has weird drops. He fucking fumbles. Like he fumbled that one ball that would have been a touchdown last week. So it's like while he's definitely I love I love it. I'm probably gonna keep him in a league where I draft him in the fourth round. Um and what a turnaround, right? Two weeks ago we were talking about dropping him or trading him. Um I think he was in the trade segment last week and uh you know, we didn't fucking, I, I don't remember what we said, probably hold yes, them and see did. what happens. But now that James Robinson's out there, just getting back to James Robinson, I do think it's a situation where, um, you know, from a real life perspective, I love it for the Jets. But at the end of the day, he's not Brees Hall, guys. Like he, he's not as good as Brees Hall yeah. uh, was and will be when he gets back. So we need to keep that in mind. Um, James Robinson, he does have injury issues himself. He's questionable right now. He's got a, he's banged up with a knee a little bit. So um, it's Michael Carter season mm -hmm. for me. Um, and we're going to keep an eye on that. And listen, shout out that Jets defense and fantasy. Oh, yeah, too, absolutely. Um, because that's no fucking joke. Um, all right, Mike, it's the return of the immortal segment, drop or stop. We got drop or stop, and then we have start or sit for week eight to round it out. So take it away. Drop baby. or stop. First, we're going. We're going to keep the jet trend going, and that's with Elijah Moore. Sean, we saw the past week the dramatics with Moore asking for a trade. He's feeling disrespected, underutilized. Um he sat out this week. Corey Davis is hurt now. Elijah Moore is back. Sucks. It's kind of a mess over there with Elijah Moore. Trade deadline's coming up. Maybe they move him. I don't think so. Yeah. He's been, I know, but, you know, we got to bring a little drama, a little, little flair to the pod. Um, 
Sean, we've been waiting for seven weeks now. Eight this is going on eight weeks now with Elijah Moore. People have been just let him re- uh, sit on their fucking bench. Is enough enough? Are we dropping or do we stop it? Dude, we're, we're fucking dropping him, bro. Like it's it's not even a part of it. Is listen, and I I hate the old school. I hate the old school mentality in some ways, but not in all ways. I'm pretty like straight down the middle with everything these days, and like I just can't imagine the old like if this happened even like 15 years ago. He's like, oh, you're not throwing the ball to me. Um, you know, I want out. The media would pick him apart. I know he's getting picked apart, but you have people that are like, oh, my mental health. Oh, like my boy, Nick Flair, um, GCF contributor said, you know, he always has another guy that hides behind like God and Jesus to like be a shitty person. Like Elijah Moore is right up that alley. And it's like, dude, I don't want a guy that unpredictable. He hasn't, hasn't done shit all year. And Mike, it's, you put that all aside. I'm losing all faith in Jets pass catchers mm-hmm. right now because they don't let fucking Zach Wilson throw the ball downfield. And honestly, I know you can say these guys who's really getting open. Well, Garrett Wilson's getting open, dude. And like, you know, he had four catches for 40 something yards. It's it doesn't look the same as it did with Joe fucking flat. Yep. OK, so I'm fucking dropping more um, for all those reasons. It's just wide receivers too deep to deal with this stress. What do you oh, think? I'm definitely dropping them. I've had it. It's, it's yeah, week eight, good. dude. Like enough's enough. Like give me a let's couple, go, baby. We're in lockdown. Yeah, man. Let's I mean, go. we can't. How much that. longer are we gonna wait? Should we wait till the fucking season's over and we're not in the playoffs? Like, no. Um, there's so many wide receivers out there in the waiver wire that can contribute right now. We we don't have time to fucking wait on an Elijah Moore. I know you guys drafted him possibly with like a fifth round pick or sixth round pick or whatever. It sucks, but you just got to eat it. Um. I, I'm, I've lost faith in him. I know Zach Wilson and him had pretty good chemistry last season, but that was last season. We're not seeing it now. I'm lacking faith in Zach Wilson as well. Sean and I talked about that um, off the pod. Um, I'm, I'm lot, yeah. I know you're, you want them to open up the field, let him throw the ball a little more. What I see from him throwing is not pretty. He's throwing behind receivers a lot. It's not hitting receivers. Now Elijah Moore, who's unhappy with him, or do I really think they're going to start linking up out of nowhere? Like, was this going to be a fucking – magical moment that they had like Cinderella story now and everything's going to be all better. No drop him. I don't like it. I don't like their schedule against, um, you know, like I said, that they have to play the Pats two more times. They have to play the bills two more times. Those are tough secondaries. You have to go against drop him. Stop wasting your fucking time on him. Try to find someone better. And honestly, shout out the NFL. It's not like the NBA, bro. Not everybody can be Kyrie Luther Martin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it, it's it, it's or Car Luther King. It, it's not. It's not gonna happen. You just because you demand a trade doesn't mean it's gonna yes. fucking happen. Get get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. In your yes, back, Kyrie. Twenty next. Booster. Speaking of vaccines, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this this one works. This, this ties one works. in a lot. Aaron Rodgers fake vaccine. <laughs> That's true. Wow, I didn't even do that on purpose. And uh, Sean, I don't know if you uh, heard the news. Uh, well, speaking of mental health, Aaron Rodgers is on suicide watch, dude. Um, and we all, yeah, we all knew it once uh, they traded Devontae Adams away. And uh, Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. is having Hell suicidal yeah. tendencies. So, you know, let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers because their offense is terrible. And Aaron Rodgers, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Shout out you. That was I remember. That was the first time you heard that phrase just a couple weeks ago, and you thought it was the funniest. Well, thing what did you say? It's okay to not be okay. Right. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, twenty um, fourth <laughs> in fantasy points per game for quarterbacks. That's not an exaggeration, Sean. For Aaron Rodgers, is he droppable? Do we drop or do we stop? No, I mean, I don't see a world where you drop Aaron Rodgers. So these can be really subjective. Like if the, if who's out there on the waiver wire that's going to like be better? All the quarterbacks are taken. Like if you drop Rodgers, you're just going to fucking pick up a guy that is, you know, nobody is, you know, on his level. So, I mean, I get it. Mike, you gave that stat before, but 1,597 yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. I mean, Rodgers has never want to turn the ball over. <laughs> if they can get a fucking wide receiver, if he could click with a wide receiver, like we're starting to see, um, 
Mahomes click with Juju, if we can start to see that happen, I think Rodgers will, you know, his stock will rise. But I don't know if the Packers have anybody of that caliber on the roster. I mean, you can hate on Juju all you want. And at the end of the day, I like him enough because he went to USC. But I mean, he still has that talent, even though he gets in his own way. I don't think anybody who's who's on the fucking uh, roster, fucking Romeo Boy, Dubes, are, who man. is in our next segment, and he'll never be in it again. Like who who's gonna be that guy? So I'm keeping him. I I I think you're gonna go the other direction. Well, the way what you're you talking think? about him, you, you're just making my point. What I'm about to say, like even better, like yeah, yeah. you drop an Aaron Rodgers, bro. Enough, bro. I'm drop. Yeah. Motherfuckers are getting dropped this week. I've had enough of it, bro. <laughs> I've had enough. It's week have eight, to. Sean. What are we waiting for here? What are we waiting for with Aaron Rodgers? Okay, I, I could think there's at least 15 quarterbacks on top of my ha- head that I would take over Aaron Rodgers, like. For the rest of the season, Green Bay offense is a mess all around. It's not pretty. It doesn't look like it's going to get better. Why would it get better? Devontae Adams leaving was the worst fucking possible thing that could have happened. They didn't bring anybody in remotely close to his talent level to help Aaron Rodgers either. Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a shit. He's getting fucking paid too. He's just like, he just looks like a guy. He's just not into it, bro. He's not into it, but he don't care because he's he's making fucking money. Um, yeah, so there's too much talent at the position to me. Like I, to me, I would keep Aaron Rodgers on my team, like as like my second quarterback, because I don't trust him as my first quarterback each week. I just don't, I don't have trust in him. That's fair. Like I'm looking at some of these guys out here, Sean, like I'd rather have Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers. Call me crazy, but I mean, look at, look at how they've played this season. Look at the talent around those guys this season and what the GMs put around these guys to let them succeed. I'm Derek Carr. I'm taking Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. I just, I I lack faith. See, they're all in the same tier to me. Like I wouldn't let go of Rodgers at, to get one of those guys. Uh, I really would. And if you do, you're just mixing and matching Rodgers and Carr with the best matchup and the, and the matchups with quarterbacks. It's a fucking crap shoot. Anyway, you don't, you don't even know what's going to, a guy could have the number one matchup and fucking still be shitty. Look at Brady, you know, against Carolina last week, who knew that defense was going to turn up. So I get what you're saying. It's a compelling argument for sure. But I mean, it's not like you're having, I don't think Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins is a massive upgrade. I like to differ, but We'll see. We'll find out. He'll he'll be on the list next. Yeah. Week, I well, I don't know. Not my list because he's dropped already. Next. <laughs> next. This one's going to be interesting to hear from you, Sean. And let's keep in. Okay. Let's keep in mind, like you know, we're talking twelve team leagues and stuff. And if this guy should be on your, you know, your bench or whatnot, Jeff Wilson. All right. Jeff Wilson, obviously, you know, was crushing it for the 49ers, Was filling in very nicely with Elijah Mitchell out. Boom, CMC gets traded. Just like that, snap of a finger, fantasy value is crushed. But is it crushed enough where we need to shit can Jeff Wilson off our team? Or should we drop him or should we stop? I mean, I'm stopping him. Because this is I'm a question. I bring him. this one up because we got Jeff Wilson's name thrown out in our DMs a lot these last couple of days. I mean, the RB, the low and RB1 dream is yeah. dead now mm-hmm. for sure. But CMC, often in- injured player. We saw what we get with Jeff Wilson when, um, you know, he's the running back one in uh, San Francisco, which is, you know, mid level RB2. I think he scratched low and RB1 a couple weeks ago. But, you know, they don't really, you know, they're still running with Debo and shit. I, I'm keeping them. If we're talking 12 team for sure, I'm keeping them, but I'm entertaining trades. I'm not, you know, pumped about it. If I have to rely on Jeff Wilson, if you're relying on Jeff yeah. Wilson anyway, you know, it's kind of your, your team probably sucks. <laughs> uh, trust me, I know from experience. But um, in reality, Elijah Mitchell is going to be back in a couple weeks. We're, when we're talking the playoffs, um, Jeff Wilson is going to be you know, pretty much a non-factor, especially if Mitchell is back and active and healthy on the roster. So if you could trade him, cool, but I wouldn't drop him straight up. You could probably get a little something for him. Or maybe if he's just that lottery ticket um, for if CMC goes down and we 
all know Elijah Mitchell can't stay healthy. So what do you think? Kind thinking? of in the same boat. It kind of depends on your situation. If you um, you know, if you have CMC, like I definitely keep in Wilson. We've seen the health um issue with CMC. We've seen him get hurt a lot. You always want your hand you always want the handoff handcuff running back when you have one of these stud running backs. Um and if you don't have CMC, you have Jeff Wilson on your roster. You know, you just got your start one of your starting running backs every week. You've been putting out there, taking away from you. I'm still going to hold on to him for now, unless there's you know a sexier option on the waiver wire. Then feel free to do it. But like I said, CMC's injury history to me is one reason why I would probably keep him at the back of my roster for now. He's on a short leash, though, obviously. Uh, next we got two more guys and next we're going with jk dobbins finally got to him guys i brought him we brought his name up a million times on the pod been holding out for this and it's tough sean because you know he's out with the knee injury um they're saying minimum four games maximum six um you know he if he goes out for the minimum four games he has um, three, I think, regular season games for fantasy before the playoffs, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. I got to look that up. If you go six, then you have you get J.K. Dobbins back with one game left before your fantasy playoffs. Like, is that enough time for him to get reps? Is he once he comes back, is he even going to no. be a starter level? Is he going to take that from Gus Bus? Sean, how are you feeling? Should we just, you know. Stop wasting our time with J.K. Dobbins and drop him right now, or should we stop, hold off, see what's going to happen with him? Mike, we waited all pod for a very simple answer. No, you're dropping wow. J.K. Dobbins. What part of the Raven strategy around bringing J.K. Dobbins along has told you that it's going to be all systems go right after this fucking, um, you know, injured reserve trip? Like he he's gonna fuck they're gonna baby the shit out of him in there. He's gonna get maybe five to ten touches. This is all a move. They want it. I mean, the Ravens have aspirations to win a Super Bowl, right? So they're not thinking our fantasy teams. They're not thinking, ooh, week 17, you're in a week 16. What's it gonna look like? Week 17, what's it gonna look like for J.K. Dobbins? He's gonna get they're gonna they are stashing him in the fucking garage until the playoffs same thing with gus bus you can count on gus but these guys are going to get unless they're playing for like seeding which honestly unless you're getting the number one seed which i hate i hate how they do that now mike where the first seed yeah. is the only one um, that gets to yeah. buy but you know they just add these teams um you know it's one of those things where jk dobbins just isn't worth it he's not worth the roster spot i'd literally rather have fucking jeff wilson on my roster just in case cmc wow. goes down um because i'm I'm just done with jk dobbins it, how how long are we gonna hold on to injured fucking lottery tickets guys i'm i'm done with Sean, what do you think mike you. but i agree with you bro drop the motherfucker there get that is. piece yep. of shit off your team i'm sick of him i loved him i backed him up and you know all for what for this I'm not, yeah, I'm not banking on a guy who's injured and coming back, especially a Baltimore Raven. Look at these guys that they've been throwing out there who have been successful for them through the run game. Kenyon Drake, you know, Gus Buss's first game back. Like, I'm I, I just, I don't feel confident. Maybe J.K. Dobbins comes back after a couple of games and, you know, he's getting carries, but it's going to be a rotational kind of thing at best for him. I'm parting ways with J.K. Dobbins. I don't have time to waste, bro. I just don't have the time. I don't have the energy or the time. Drop him. You heard him. I don't believe you it. heard it from Sean and myself. Drop him. Last but not least, Sean, this is a guy that comes up all the time. You fucking hate him, but you love shitting on him because you were right about him from the get-go. Oh, Kyle yeah. Pitts. Sean, has it really come to this? Kyle Pitts. Third-round pick Kyle Pitts to disappointment, to barely in starting lineups, to being benched to this fucking segment. Are you holding them? You dropping them or stop? Dude. I, so it's so funny. I'm glad you brought this up. Shout out Dev, our Patreon, who I don't think listens <laughs> to this deep in the podcast anyway. I think we curse a little too much for him or whatever. <laughs> I got into an argument with him about fucking Pickens the other day. I was like, oh, Pickens I fucking sucks. He's like, are you serious? Yeah, he's like, really? Like, he's like counseling me through it. He's like, do you mean Pickens sucks or do you mean the Steelers offense? I'm like, whatever, Dev. Like, get the fuck out of here. He sucks. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, he he's having all this trouble with his team. He joined the Patreon 
uh, right when the season started or two weeks in maybe. And he wasn't there in July and August when we were doing the prep. And we, you know, a couple guys, we drafted their teams and the teams are doing really well. I would have done the same for Dev. I think he would have, you know, reached out and tried to do that too. I don't know if he was aware of it, but you know, he's having all these issues because he has Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts sucks. And he's like, I don't know what to do here. Like I have this tight end. Um, I have this other tight end on my bench. Should I, which one should I play? Like he's taking up a roster spot. It's a very competitive league. And I don't know, really don't know what to tell him. Like besides you shouldn't have fucking drafted Kyle Pitts. This is what happens because it puts you in a bad position. You burned a second or third. Well, he was, that's a little dramatic. I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Still too high for a guy like Kyle Pitts who's giving you nothing. And you, you want to say it's not his fault? It's Mariota's fault? Okay, fine. But that's his quarterback for this year. Next year, it's definitely going to be different. But in reality, this is what we have to fucking work with with Kyle Pitts. And no, I'm not dropping him if I'm a Kyle Pitts owner because who are you yeah, going to go yep. get, Mike? Who are you going to get? Fucking Tyler yeah. Conklin? I mean, Tyler Conklin was a top five tight end with fucking Joe Flacco, not with Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? It's like the, there's nobody. Tight end is bad again this year. It's I'm, I told you last podcast, I'm thinking I'm already thinking of 2023. I'm thinking of pivoting my strategy with tight end. It might be worth it to take fucking Travis Kelsey yep. in the second round. It might be worth it to take Andrews in the second or third round because the position is such a fucking mess. In my one league, I really want to win. I was lucky enough to get Gerald Everett, but can I really count on Gerald Everett in the playoffs? You can't. So unless you're getting, I would try to trade Kyle Pitts because he still has that name. He still has that fucking sexiness to him where people are like, oh, I'll take that on. You know what I mean? So I'm not dropping him because tight end is a mess. Talent wise, I I didn't I don't even consider he's not on any team I have, period. So yeah, get the fuck out of here, Kyle Pitts. You suck. You fucking blow. Go over to fucking Brandon Sawhark or whatever that guy's name was, who was fucking sucking your cock Historic. all preseason. <laughs> acting like this is fucking Justin Jefferson. Okay. Get the fuck out of here, people. Cherry pick stats. Kyle Pitts fucking sucks. You got to keep them, though, because you're the idiot that drafted him. So you know what? This is what you fucking get. Okay. This is what you fucking get for drafting Kyle fucking Pitts. Live with it now. Live with it, Mike. Sean, when I do my recordings of clips from this podcast, that rant is 100% going to be one of them. That is definitely going on, Jeff. That was. Please. It's true. That it's fucking true. Luke Sawhook was historic. Not Kyle Pitts's seasoning. That rant was historic. Um, Fuck shout out um so i'm um, i 100 agree with everything you said bro you couldn't have said it any better fuck kyle pitts you fucked up if you drafted him but you know what you have to deal with the consequences basically because the position sucks definitely try to trade him if you can get uh you know try to get another tight end and maybe another player in return or maybe just a tight end straight up i don't know maybe somebody will just see the name and they don't know football and they'll want him um but yeah i think um, even if you don't trade him, you hold on to him. And in my thinking, Sean, like we touched on Atlanta a lot uh, last podcast, I believe we talked about. I talked about Mariota and his yep. struggles and how he's definitely uh, part of the reason why the Falcons passing game, like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. How I was saying last week, you need to um, trade them. Like, don't trade for them. Um, I'm I'm hoping kind of Sean that maybe we see a quarterback change and I'm not I don't know and I don't think that it would bring a huge impact to the passing game for Atlanta but in my eyes like can it get any worse with Mario to throw in the ball so with Ritter I I mean I'm not expecting anything positive to happen if they bring him onto the field but I'm thinking that we might see him sooner than later because number one you you draft him this year as a rookie. Um, you might as well see what you have with them because this next season coming up, the draft class is, you know, everyone's jerking off as one of the the top heavy quarterback it does look better. Uh, draft classes. So before Atlanta goes down that route, which they probably will end up drafting a quarterback last year, you might as well see what you have with your rookie you just drafted this year. That's why I think we're going to see Desmond Ritter sooner rather than later, and hopefully that brings a little bit more spark and life to the passing offense, which I I'm not saying I have confidence will happen, but you know, fingers crossed. I mean, please God, dude, Ritter. I mean, I remember him at Cincinnati. I mean, it's not like he was. I mean, I think he won Player of the Year, whatever fucking conference they are, at least once. But like, 
dude, I, I think I could go in there and fucking get some, you know, some votes for that shit. I've never been a big fucking Cincinnati fan. So anything's better than Mariota, though. But, Mike, I don't know if we'll see that change until the Falcons stop being competitive because I don't know their record, but they're in the mix for the fucking um, they're in the mix for the NFC south which is crazy to hear i think tampa will take that over dude did you see mike real quick before we finish up with starter sit did you see mike evans got targeted like 16 did you see him times drop that fucking touchdown too in the beginning of the game it was that it was, was embarrassing, so bad. that bro. was worse than cd lambs a couple weeks ago but like brady just keeps throwing like he's forcing the ball to evans if dude if i said it on the pod last week with godwin and and evans in the um trader fade segment if you could fucking Get Mike Evans, do it, dude, because they are fucking. He's the offense right now. Like they're going to him non fucking stop. Um, all right, Mike, let's bring it home. Rapid fire. Steve starter sit week eight. Stevenson or Harris versus the New York Jets. Stevenson is only a question because listen, Jets defense is no joke. Uh, I'm what still going to start Stevenson, man. I, there's no way I could put him on the bench. He's hot. He's red hot. I know the Jets defense is too. I'm not expecting Stevenson to be, you know, uh, RB1 this week, but I'm expecting him to put enough of points on the board um, to help you, you know, win your week. Harris, I'm definitely sitting, and that hurts for me to say because I'm a Harris guy, but it just looks like Stevenson's holding that throne. Stevenson, you got to fucking start. He's a must start. I probably should have taken him off of this. Um, Harris, I still believe, but I don't know. I mean, this guy went from, you know, being out multiple weeks to just missing one week and, you know, playing, he didn't play a lot, but you know, Harris might be a playoff little fucking flex play, but for right now he's got to sit. Um, DJ Moore at Atlanta, Mike, we saw him looking good with PJ Walker, but dude, PJ Walker, Mr. Fucking XFL. It's only a matter of time before he shits the bed. Are you starting him against Atlanta? Sean, um, I'm not super confident in it, but I'm going to start him. The Panthers offense played well, you know, they've been trading all these guys and stuff, and all these other dudes are stepping up. Falcons also playing them. Their defense, they've given up the most fantasy points, I believe, uh, against wide receivers. So that kind of helps, um, you know, picking DJ Moore as a start this week for me. I'm not starting them. Um, I just think it was kind of lightning or flashing a pan. I'll start him if I have to, but um, I just don't trust PJ Walker. I like DJ Moore rest of the season because I really hope he gets traded. November When's the deadline? 1st, I like? believe. That's it's coming yeah, up next yeah, Tuesday. Let's keep an eye on that. Right Tom Brady versus Baltimore. Really been shitty all year. What do you think? Are yeah, you I think him? I'm starting him. Um, I don't know, Sean. Uh, Baltimore's defense, you know, is a little shaky and shit. I have him as like a low-end quarterback one this week. I just think this team has more talent um, than it's been showing on the field. Like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, there's explosive players on the team. I know a lot of it has to do with the offensive line play. I mean, if you watch that game, they were just like Panthers' defensive line was just like with ease running through the offensive line. I know Antonio Brown's banging uh, Giselle, and it's really hurting Tom Brady. I already oh, yeah. bought like eight shirts. Uh, did you see that? By the way, I like retweeted it. Yeah, I have. Yes, I, I have like I eight shows. I have like eight here. shirts coming my way, so that's probably really bothering them that um, Antonio Brown impregnated Giselle. But um, I'm still gonna go oh, with yeah. Tom Brady. I'm gonna start him low end quarterback one this week for me. I'm starting him too. If you have Brady, you probably have to play him. Um, I see. I seen a lot of teams that had the Tom Brady, Russell Wilson uh, on their roster, like with the two of them together, like the stack. And they're like, "Oh, I'll just rotate. This is nice." And yeah. they got fucked in the ass. Um, Mike Romeo Dubes, your boy. Can we finally put him to bed at Buffalo? I'm fucking. I don't even want to spend any time on him. I'm fucking not a uh, chance. Sitting him this week. I don't even want to waste my time. He's not worth it. Rashad Bateman, who I almost had on the respect off segment, but you know, he had a couple good plays last week. He's going against Tampa. I think you got to start him. Um, I know Duvernay has kind of what we thought Bateman was going to be. Duvernay was, but nobody's really like taking off because Lamar's just really doing his thing and, you know, being the best running back in the league. And, you know, they, they lined him up at running back in one play, which was fucking awesome. But what do you think? No, I'm starting not him? starting him um, against the Bucks defense. I know they got shitted on. 
but I just don't see this defense giving up big yardage plays to wide receivers, and that's the kind of that's the kind of mold you're going to get from a, uh, from Rashad Bateman. But I want to add that I think he's a buy low target, and I was talking to Jared about this. Shout out Jared because um, he was asking about buy low okay. wide receivers, and I think now is the time to go in on on Bateman. You know, he was injured for a few weeks. He came back. You know. I think you only have like four catches, minimal yards, nothing crazy. I think now's the time to go and get Bateman. We hyped him up this whole offseason. I still think he could be the wide receiver one. I still think he could put up those Hollywood Brown numbers that Hollywood Brown did with Baltimore last season. So just a little little quick tidbit there for you guys. Sit him this week, and then after this week, really try to buy low on him. Najee Harris at Philadelphia. I feel like he got it. Philadelphia is tough, but I mean, Harris will always have a flex appeal spot, even though this fucking offense is a mess. I think Najee Harris is, you know, definitely worth it. I'm starting him no matter really who he's playing. Sean, what do you I'm think? setting him. I'm sorry. I'm setting him. Ooh, I have okay. no confidence in him. Maybe as a flex play, maybe. I doubt it. Maybe if you're really hurting at running back and, you know, that's what you have to deal with because you drafted him so early. Yeah, but there's like no spark to his game. There's no life to it. Um, he just he's doing nothing for me. And you're playing Philadelphia defense. They're undefeated. They're hottest team, probably football. Uh, I'm sitting them this week. I've had enough, bro. It's week eight, like I said. Enough's enough. Exactly. Harris has been pretty much a bust this year. Pretty much just putting up flex numbers, but I I still think we could um, figure it out. But you know we'll see. Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson at Indianapolis. They got a rush tough uh, rushing defense. Um, Mike, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna start Robinson. Uh, you know just because I think he's a more physical runner and the one they trust in more. I I'm trying to look because I'm pretty sure it says that Robinson had 20 carries last week to Gibson's 10. I could be I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, 20 carries. Um, and you know that's yep. what we saw. You know, in the off season, they told us that Brian Robinson was going to be their guy, and then he got shot. Whatever, boom, he's back, right back to it. Um, they're putting their trust in him, so I'm going to put my trust in him. I'm going to start him. I'm going to put Gibson in the sit column this week. Gibson more fantasy yes. points though. Brian Robinson had ten point six, um, and Gibson had that touchdown. I'm starting both. Um, I think both are startable. I think we're seeing a shift in the NFL where to really compete and, you know, offensively not even be a good team, but to be a competitive team in the league, you have to have two solid running backs. Um, you know, if you have elite running back like CMC Taylor, okay, cool. But if you're not in that category, you're going to need two fucking running backs that can actually do it. We see it with, Cleveland, we see it now with Washington. We see it, saw it with the Jets all year. We see it with um, New England, uh, the Packers. The list really goes on and on. So I feel comfortable starting both of them. I still think Gibson's the better player. I'm going to be an Antonio Gibson apologist till the day I die. But uh, start both of them this week against the Colts. That's a mess. And then, Mike, we had Alec Pierce at the end. But, I mean, he's a sit, right? We don't yeah, know what's going I on. I like Alec Pierce a lot. But quarterback I'm situation. All right. There you have it, GCFM. We're fucking out of here. Thank you as always for listening. We will be back next week. Peace, 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 peace.